This call may be recorded or transcribed. For 
It's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. It's God. 
turn this chair. Wait, I can't turn a chair. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declaring Victory. Good Good morning, praise God. God is good all the time. Amen. Good morning. This is Topaz. Good morning, Topaz. What a great day today to start today with declaring victory, and we thank you. Top of the morning, top of the morning. Thankful Thursday, this Miss Sabrina. Grace and peace. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declaring Victory. This is Mr. E.K. Dawson, and we are glad you joined us on this favorite Friday. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. What a great way to start your day. Good morning. Anybody else join the family? Anybody else join the call? Good morning. God morning. Great morning. Good morning, bro. It's Dee Dee. Love you. I saw you at um, Gene Cole at the celebration. I didn't see you. I wasn't there, but I saw you on video. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> love you. Love you, love you, love you. Good morning. Thank you for starting your day with Declaring Victory. Good morning. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Favorite Friday, and thank you for starting your day with Declaring Victory. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, yeah, brother. Y'all didn't even tell me. I'm talking about some thanks for Thursday. Good morning again. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> Y'all, Good morning. thank you much. Can we we were thankful for Thursday, and we're favored on Friday. We good. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for your call and joining Declaring Victory. This girl got me giggling and messing all of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. I love my people. Yes. Good Amen. morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, this is Susie. You have a wonderful Susie. day. Yes. And you do the very same. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are so welcome. All right. Hello, hello, good morning, good morning. It's Mark. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. We thank you for joining Declaring Victory and joining us on this favorite Friday. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. And I'm also on Brother Marcus, I have a prayer request. All right. I would love for us to keep our sister Yvette, who's also she'd be on the line, also um up uplifted. Tomorrow is my nephew's birthday. Her son's mm-hmm. birthday, who passed away back, what, how many years have been now? Was it 2013, I believe? Okay. 18, 
20, yeah, 13, 2013, my nephew passed away. So, yes, y'all, let's keep her lifted because I know her spirit being Amen. very low at the house. Thank you. Amen. 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 And thank you. Hallelujah. We will be praying. We will be praying. Hey, man, this is Sabrina again. I forgot. Um, I belong to another fellowship. And can we please keep Miss Barbara Long? In the, um, she's in the hospital fighting for her life and also stand B. Um, but we do know that God has to lay last say so about anything. So just praying for healing over both of their bodies. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that was Barbara Long, just to make sure. And Stan, was it Stan B? Yes. Yes. All right. I got it right. Very good. Thank Thank you, my sister. I appreciate you. For sure. Uh Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. Anybody else join? Yes, yes, please. It's Dee Dee. I just asked the victors to believe with me and my sister Gloria for healing for our brother Ricky. We trust God, mm-hmm. but just the, the believers to believe with us for his healing. That's all. All right. Healing for your brother Ricky. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Uh, old man used to say, if God can't do it, it can't be dead. And that's not good. That's it's right. not good. It's not good English, but we all understand. If God can't do it, yeah, it can't be did. Yeah. <laughs> amen, amen. Amen. Amen, sis. Go ahead. Good morning. There was somebody else right behind Didi out in the air. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You were talking about, about praying. I don't know how to get on the um, the other part of the call, but a, a sister from the church, she um she uh she broke her leg, and she found out she has a, a nerve that's messed up in her neck, so she had to have emergency surgery. So if you could just pray for John Renee, it would really be appreciated. Praise God, and can you repeat that name? Jean Brene, kind of like Jean Claude. I don't know how you spell it. Kind of like um, J H A U N hyphen R E R E N A. Oh, Jean Brene. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Amen. All right. All right. We got you, sis. Thank you. Good morning, Sister Misha. God bless everyone on the call. Happy Friday. Uh, hey, I have a prayer request to pray for the children, all the children all over the world. Amen, amen. Children, all the children all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. How beautiful. Amen. We got you, my sister. Good morning. It's Danette. Everybody have a blessed Friday. Amen. 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 And welcome, welcome, welcome. And thanks for joining us this morning. Hallelujah. Good morning. This is Janet. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you for joining us this morning on Declaring Victory. We're excited about what God is about to do. Amen. Thank you.
we're going to remind, we're getting ready to get started. We're going to remind everybody, if they wouldn't mind, to put, go ahead and put their phones on mute. Amen. For the continuity of the call so we can be clear. Amen. Amen. All those except for the prayer warrior and the declarer. Amen. If you wouldn't mind, go ahead and double check your phone and let's put our phones on mute, please. And thank you. Amen. All right. I guess we can go ahead and and get started. Amen. Uh, it's time to get started. And before we move forward, I just want to remind everybody to put their phones on uh, mute, mute your line so that we can go ahead and proceed. Again, my name is Minister E.K. Dawson, and I am happy, glad, as they say, amen, to be your host. And Thank you for joining us here at Declaring Victory. And we are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, amen, at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we are here to edify and empower, encourage, and equip you with your walk with Christ. Amen. Amen. And please be sure to join us during the month of October. That is our theme of forgiveness. And for all the declarations, we'll be focused on the Abba mandate to forgive others even as we have been forgiven. And to make sure that uh to make to make sure that you are that you call in and be edified and encouraged and empowered uh to live out loud uh occurring that will uh, uh, that will and purpose uh, of God and his holy word. Uh, there is one announcement today, and that is there is no Friday Night Live. There is one announcement, and that is that there is no Friday Night Live. I checked the app, and then there were no prayer requests. We heard multiple prayer requests uh, for the prayer warrior. We're praying for Yvette, Barbara Long, Stan B. Uh, we believe in healing uh, for our brother Ricky, uh, praying for John, Renee, and children all over the world. Amen. And uh, 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 prayer and corporate praise will be brought uh, by uh, by Pastor Daryl, and the declaration will be brought also by Daryl. Amen. And then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Amen. We will go right then. We will go into closing comments hosted by the declarer. And today's scripture, the scripture for today is Ephesians uh, 4, 31 and 32. I love this scripture. I use it all the time. This is part of my uh, 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 Let It Go series. Uh, get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. So be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive one another just as in Christ, God forgave you. May the Lord add a blessing to the reader here and doer of his holy word. And at this time, we want to remind you, please, ma'am, please, sir, to please put your phone on mute. instructed to take it off of mute. And now I will pass the call to our prayer warrior. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Minister E.K. Dawson. Always an awesome, awesome job and a beautiful voice to be able to welcome us on this morning. 
Again, we thank you. I'm excited about what God has done, what he's doing, and what he is about to do on this day. Amen. So I'm going to ask everyone if you would please bow your heads and open your heart as we enter the throne room of grace in prayer. Father, we thank you right now, Lord God, as we come this morning, Lord God, celebrating this day. For, Lord, this is the day that the Lord has made. So let us rejoice and be glad therein in it. Father, we rejoice in you, regardless of what we may be up against, regardless of what we go through. We come with a spirit of rejoicing, Lord God, that, Father, it says, for everything and not in everything and not for everything to give thanks. So, Lord God, we don't thank you for the disappointments, the obstacles, Lord God, the barriers we face, but in the midst of it, we thank you on this morning for we know that you are a way maker. You are able, Lord God, to allow us to be victorious in any and every situation, Lord God. Father, we come this morning we lift up, Lord God, Yvette, Father, for her and her family are celebrating the son who passed away birthday, Lord God. Father, I pray that you sit in that family's heart, sit in their presence, Lord God, so that you allow this continuing process of healing to transpire as they celebrate the memory, the soul, Lord God, of their departed loved one, the son that has passed away. Father, I thank you that not only can you begin to empathize, but Father, you even can identify, for you too gave us your only begotten Son, so that he that believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So Father, surround them, allow your loving arms around them to be able to help them through this time of celebration, as well as this time of grieving, Lord God, that they will have peace in their soul. Lord God, we pray for Miss Barbara Long, who's in the hospital right now, that, Father, even at this very moment that she sends prayer warriors and angels at her dispatchment, Lord God. Father, I pray that as your word states that by his stripes that we are healed, that regardless of whatever the infirmity is, that, Lord God, you anoint the hands of the doctors, the nurses, the caregivers, Lord God, Father, we even pray, Lord God, that even it's already paid for the medical examination services, medication, whatever is needed in her road of recovery, Lord God, that she's able to do so. And Father, allow her to rest, Lord God, to allow the peace that surpasses all understanding in our mind, Lord God, and heart be in Christ Jesus. Lord, we pray for Stan B. Similar, Lord God, we pray for his healing right now, Lord God, that by the stripes of Jesus Christ, that he is healed, Lord God. Father, allow him to know that angels, Lord God, angels are essentially and fervently circling him, that we dispatch our angels, Lord God, on his behalf, our healing balm of Jesus Christ's blood to be covered over every area of his life so that he may be able to not only that people are praying for him, but by faith know that he is healed. Lord, we pray for the healing of Brother Ricky, Lord God. Father, continuously, we continue to put it in the atmosphere that by stripes we are healed, not only a physical healing, but Lord God, even an emotional, spiritual healing to take place, Lord God, in the lives, Lord God, of your people. We thank you for testimonies to come 
from Brother Ricky to know, Lord God, at this exact hour that prayer warriors are praying on his behalf. We pray for Sister John Renee, Lord God, who lost her leg, Lord God, that now is in surgery or need of surgery in a nerve in her neck, that, Father, you just continue to undergird her, hold her, Lord God, allow her to know that there's purpose, Lord God, there's destiny, Lord God, there is life that resides inside of her. And even though we may not understand it now, Lord God, we will understand it, Lord God, in the near future that we allow whatever she's going through to be a witness to someone who is about to give up. We pray for her strength. We pray for her, Lord God, healing. We pray right now, Lord God, for her to be able to continue to edify, encourage, Lord, to be encouraged in all that you do. And Lord, we want to pray for all the children. We want to lift up every child, Lord God, that we know is in your hands. But, Father, we pray right now that these children, Lord God, we pray for their well-being. We pray for their, their healing. We pray for their emotional, spiritual, Lord God, physical healing, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, food is on the table. I pray, Father, that they have roofs over their head. I pray, Father, that they have people surrounding them that is able to nurture, able to love, able to rear them up in the ways of the Lord, Lord God. I pray right now that you allow them protection, Lord God. We come against bullying. We come against drug abuse. We come against, Lord God, anything that will hinder them from being able to walk in the path that you called them to. We come against premarital sex. We come against, Lord God, childhood pornography. We come against anything, Lord God, that will violate them. We come against language that's being spoken into them that is against the purpose that they were created and placed here on this earth. We come against, Lord God, any right now abuse that might be transpiring for any child that silently, Lord God, afraid to tell someone that they're being hurt. Father, we thank you and we pray, Lord God, for a future of hope for our leaders that will come out of this generation, Lord God, that will begin to not only lead a nation, lead a world, but Lord God, lead the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, as we begin to open up the phone way to allow intercessions for my brothers and sisters, we call for prayer warriors on this morning to stand in the gap. So at this time, everyone, please unmute yourself Prayer warriors, be unleashed on this morning for the kingdom of God. Thank you, Father, we God. thank you right thank now, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Have your way right now in this place now, Lord God. Father, we have to continue to move like never before right now. We glorify you right now, Lord God. We lift you up in everything right now, Lord God. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the Prince of Jesus. You are the author of Father God. Lord, and I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for allowing your son to die. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
to be able to fellowship with each and every last one of you all. I thank you all so much for allowing me, this old Southern boy down here in Atlanta, Georgia, to be able to have an opportunity to share what God wrestles with me also with. And I want you to know you're not in it by yourself. We all wrestle, especially in this area of forgiveness. Again, as always, I definitely want to make sure I take the time to thank my sister, Again, I'll call her pastor, bishop, apostle, prophetess, whatever you want to put a title on her. I like to put a title of friend, my sister, Dion Jackson, again, for the opportunity to be able to come worship with you all, share with you all on this morning. Brother E.K. Dawson, or Minister E.K. Dawson, again, we thank you for the anointing. We thank you for the love that exudes out of your life as well. So, it's interesting, again, I love and I look forward to whatever the Lord and the Holy Spirit begins to deal in Pastor Dion and what our new focus would be. And this focus on forgiveness really hit home for me. The reason why this, this particular focus hit home with me is it's because a lot of us on this morning, under the sound of my voice, a lot of us are not reaching our destination or our place of destiny because we're still carrying the pain of the past. It's where we begin to allow the weightiness or the burdens of yesterday to still weigh us down, causing pain in our lives today, while yet keeping us from the place that God wants us to arrive at. You see, my brothers and sisters, unforgiveness, is that one area, whether we realize it or not, it is that one area that must be addressed if you, I, or if we are ever going to reach our place of destiny. Now, if if anybody, when we think about this subject or this thought about unforgiveness or forgiveness, if anybody had a right to be angry, to be bitter, to hold a grudge, then I believe in my heart it had to be in the Bible by the man named Joseph. It's because Joseph, if you know the story, and I'm pretty sure you do, Joseph was part of a dysfunctional family. Joseph not only was part of a dysfunctional family like many of us, but Joseph also had a dysfunctional father. But not only did Joseph have, was part of a dysfunctional family, had a dysfunctional father, but Joseph was also put in a pit. And while being put in a pit, he was sold into slavery. He was seduced by Potiphar's wife. He was unjustly jailed. And not only was he unjustly jailed, but he was also forgotten about in jail. So if anybody had a right to be mad, that if anybody had a right to say that life just isn't fair, then it had to be Joseph. You see, his story is so critical to our understanding. His story, it occupies in the pages of the Bible all the way from chapter 37 to chapter 50 in the book of Genesis. So there has to be significance in this area of forgiveness 
who a man who had the right to be mad, a man who had the claim that life just isn't fair, somewhere in those pages from chapter 37 to chapter 50 in the book of Genesis, God wanted us to zero in on this man's life. So he gave us so much of the first book of the Bible in order for us to unpack what God is truly trying to share with us. Because I believe on this morning that God wanted to show us the key to destiny. Now, one of the things that Joseph was going to have to grapple with, one of the things that Joseph not only has to grapple with, but one of the things that you and I would have to grapple with is that if you're going to finish life having fulfilled the reason why God left you here, then we are going to have to deal with the issue of forgiveness. If you have your Bibles, if you have your devices, whatever you may use, if you would turn your Bibles to the book of Genesis, let's look at chapter 50. I want to focus in on verse number 15 through 17. Again, that is Genesis chapter 50, verse number 15 through 17. I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible on this morning where the word of God reads, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph bears a grudge against us and pays us back in full for all the wrong which we did to him? Verse 16, so they sent a message to Joseph saying, your father charged before he died saying, thus you shall say to Joseph, please forgive, I beg you, the transgressions of your brothers and their sins, for they did you wrong. And now please forgive the transgressions of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Now we find that Joseph, he had to face this, this weighty issue of forgiveness, even when his own people purposely did him wrong. And realize just as Joseph, many of us are being hindered from our destinies, from our purpose, from walking fully in our call or having a Zoe or holistic life, because we're all being held hostage by a leash around our soul called un forgiveness and realize that least that is around our souls, around our destiny, around our purpose, that that least, the moment we think we are making strides, it keeps jerking us back, all because we refuse to deal with unforgiveness. Now, maybe because the reason we don't deal with unforgiveness, maybe it was something that happened in your childhood. Or maybe it was a toxic family or friendship relationship. Maybe it was an abusive mate in a relationship, whether verbally, physically, psychologically, emotionally. Or maybe you were maybe mistaken. People didn't understand you, so they judged you. They neglected you. They wrongly treated you wrong. Or maybe even in the workplace, they fired you all because your personalities 
did not sink together. Realize on this morning, it could be a multitude of things. But the point I'm trying to make to you on this morning is whatever it is, realize that situation, that circumstance, that person is holding you hostage. But on this morning, declaring victory, I believe that as we continue this morning on this month's focus of forgiveness, that you and I and we corporately together would get through this process of becoming set free all through the power of forgiveness. So let's start on this morning. Let's start with the definition of the word forgiveness. The definition of the word forgiveness is this. Forgiveness is the decision to no longer credit the account of the offender. Let me say it again. Forgiveness is the decision to no longer credit the account of the offender. You see, whenever you and I sin against God, or maybe whenever you and I sin against someone else, it's very symbolic like a cash register going off and now as the cash register is going off, a debt has now been occurred. Now, I want to make sure I clarify this platform because it doesn't mean that you're justifying what was wrong or what went wrong. It doesn't mean that you're excusing whatever happened to you. It doesn't mean that you pretend like it didn't happen. And it doesn't mean that you ignore it. But what it does mean is that you and I and us together must make a decision to no longer relate to that person based on the infraction. Now let's go, let's go a little bit deeper with this understanding on this morning around the subject of forgiveness. Because forgiveness, it can operate on two levels. Let me give you what those two levels are. The two levels of forgiveness are unilateral forgiveness and transactional forgiveness. Let me say that again. Unilateral forgiveness and transactional forgiveness. So first, let's talk about unilateral forgiveness. You see, unilateral forgiveness is when you forgive when the person hasn't even asked you for it the person haven't requested it, or the person hasn't even repented of what they did to you. Let me say that one more time. Unilateral forgiveness is when you forgive when the person who perpetrated, who was the offender, haven't asked you for it, they haven't requested it from you, and they have not repented of what they did to you, that you are unilaterally, that is, on your own without their involvement, granting them forgiveness. Now, the question that must be raised on this morning is, why would you simply grant somebody forgiveness who doesn't even want it, hasn't even asked for it, or certainly doesn't even deserve it? Well, the reason you want to grant unilateral forgiveness, watch this, is so that you can keep going. The reason you want to allow unilateral forgiveness 
is so that you can keep going in the pursuit of your purpose, in the pursuit and the process of your destiny, because unilateral forgiveness keeps you from being held hostage to something that the other person may never, ever get right. So many of us are holding on to hurt, waiting on the people to come to us, but you must exercise unilateral forgiveness to keep you from being held hostage to something somebody else may not ever in this lifetime get right. And I want you to realize that unilateral forgiveness is that it's given to us for a number of reasons. Now, think about this. Maybe the offense that you're really holding on to that gets you angry, that gets you so worked up, maybe that offense is so small that it's not even a big deal and you don't even want to bring it up, but it exists inside of you somewhere. Or maybe that person has disappeared and you don't even know where they are anymore. So they cannot even ask for forgiveness, but you're still holding you hostage. Or maybe the person who has offended you, maybe they have died. So they can't say I'm sorry. So you see, if you're not willing to unilaterally forgive, you and I are being held hostage, even by a dead person, until you die. Since that person who died, the offender, can never make that thing right. So if you do not unilaterally forgive, even though the person doesn't ask for it, then realize you're eternal, you're continuously being held hostage by something that you can never change. Now, I want you to understand that unilateral forgiveness is so critical in our lives that if you think about it, even Jesus, while being crucified on the cross, that one of the last seven words that Jesus uttered was, Father, forgive them. Even though those who were crucifying him they weren't asking for it. Guess what Jesus asked for? He granted it all because he was aligned in the purposes of God. But then, my brothers and sisters, there's a second level that I talked about of forgiveness, and that is transactional forgiveness. You see, transactional forgiveness is where there is a desire for reconciliation and restoration of a relationship. Let me give you that one more time. Transactional forgiveness is where there is a desire for reconciliation and restoration of a relationship. It's where the person who has offended you, that they are willing to confess and repent in order to restore what was broken. That's, my brothers and sisters, what's called transactional. That's why the Bible regularly calls for us to, guess what, repent. Because it calls us to repent in order to reestablish the relationship. So understand that transactional forgiveness, because transactional forgiveness is reconciliation-driven. It's the restoring of something 
that has possibly been broken. So as we think about Joseph, the story of Joseph, I want you to understand Joseph's brothers, as we've read Genesis 50, Joseph's brothers wanted to be forgiven. But Joseph, the wisdom that he walks in, he didn't just take them at their word for it. Because I want you to realize, and I want you to remember this, you know that a person can say, I'm sorry, and they not really mean it. You see, a person can say, I'm sorry, and not really mean it, or a person can say, I'm sorry, because somebody made them say it. Or a person can even say, I'm sorry, because it's the right thing to do. That's why confessions must be tested to see whether there is true repentance. And that's exactly what Joseph does. Let's look at Genesis 42, chapter 42, verse number 15. Genesis chapter 42, verse number 15, the word of God reads, by this you will be tested by the life of Pharaoh. You shall not go from this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Verse 16, send one of you that he may get your brother while you remain confined that your words may be tested. So somebody declare victory, says, I'm sorry. You need to put them to the test. And what's interesting is that Joseph not only tests them in this occurrence in Genesis 42, verse 15, but he also tests them in chapter 43 of the book of Genesis, where he puts his cup, and I hope you all know the story, he puts his cup in Benjamin's bag to see whether they would return the cup and to see whether they would either protect Benjamin or throw him to the wayside, just like they threw Joseph in the pit. So Joseph continues to put them to the test. Why though? Why would, why would Joseph be so careful and put them to the test? I'm gonna tell you why. It's because the word I'm sorry is a confession, but repentance is a change of action. There are a lot of folks who will confess but don't have a change of action. So if a person wants to restore something that has been broken by their offense, then not only do they confess what they did, which was the offense, which is confession, but you want to see whether there is a change of action to prove that they were serious about the confession. And that change of action is called repentance. It's because repentance with God and with one another, it will open up the door to some level of restoring the relationship. And realize that if a person repents, then the goal should be as much as possible to the restoring of the relationship. Now, I want to show you in Genesis chapter 45, I want to show you the step that you and I will take to validate now our own forgiveness, all right? Let's look at Genesis chapter 45, verse number one through two. 
Genesis chapter 45, verse number one through two, the word of God reads, then Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him, and he cried, have everyone go out from me. So there was no man with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. Verse two, he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it. And the household of Pharaoh also heard of it. Now, what did Joseph do, my brothers and sisters? What did he do according to this passage? What he did was he sent all the Egyptians out of the room when he confronted his brothers and he wept. So here's how you know that you are serious about forgiveness. The way that you know that you're serious about forgiveness is that you don't bring other people into it who have nothing to do with the sin. Let me say that one more time. You know you are serious about your forgiveness when you don't bring other people in who have nothing to do with the sins, because Joseph told all the Egyptians, y'all need to leave. Y'all are not involved in this. Y'all have nothing to do with this. I'm going to confront the offenders, but all of y'all, I need for y'all to get out. You see, you always know a person who is not yet forgiven, because what they want to do is bring other people in, and they always want to gossip. It's because they gossip and they bring people in who have absolutely nothing to do with it. That's why you got to be so careful about putting all your business on social media, calling up folks who you think got your back, being able to bring folks who ain't got no business in your situation, all because the person wants to gossip and they want to bring people in who absolutely have nothing to do with it, people who can absolutely can't fix it, people who can't resolve it, and then people who don't even know anything about it, but trying to get in your business, insinuate a situation, and now you're out for vengeance because the reason why we bring other people into it by gossiping, by lying, is because they want to vent, and they're always seeking vengeance. That's why true forgiveness, true forgiveness, does not bring people into it who have absolutely nothing to do with it. So leave the Egyptians outside and handle your business. Now, of course, of course, during this time, the Bible goes on and shares that Joseph, he unveils himself to his brothers so that they now know that is Joseph. Now, I'm thinking theologically, what I think this means is that he showed them his circumcision because that would have been the thing to validate that he was their brother since the Jews were the only ones who circumcised their young males during that time. So needless to say, and regardless of the fact, Joseph reveals the fact that he was their brother 
but he removed those out of the room before he did it who had absolutely nothing at all to do with it. So I need you to know, if you're gossiping to everybody else about the offense and the offender, then realize forgiveness, true forgiveness, has not occurred. Secondly, you know you've been forgiven is whenever you make the offender feel at ease with you. You know you have been forgiven. You know you have forgiven is when you make the offender feel at ease with you. Genesis 45, let's look at verse number four. <clears throat> Genesis 45, verse number four. It reads, then Joseph said to his brothers, please come closer to me. Please come closer to me. Isn't that the opposite, opposite of what we feel against somebody who's offended or have been an offender to us? Because whenever you haven't really forgiven, we tend to say, don't come closer to me. Matter of fact, you might want to get away from me. You might want to put some distance between you and I because the furniture might start moving up in this place. Is it just me? Is it just me? God help me. God help me. Realize that you haven't forgiven. <laughs> when you're telling people, get away from me. I'm going to love them with a long handle spoon. But what Joseph says is, come closer to me. Now, 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 Joseph is saying, I realize that y'all did me wrong. Y'all threw me in the pit. Y'all told dad I, dad I was dead. I was dead. Y'all was jealous of me. But even in spite of all that, guess what? Come close to me because I'm now welcoming you in my space. You know that you are forgiven when you make the offender feel at ease with you. But the next thing that happens, we're going to find in verse number five. Look at Genesis 45, verse number five. Now, do not be grieved or angry with yourself because you sold me here. So the next thing that true forgiveness will do is that true forgiveness will help the offender to forgive themselves when they have asked you to forgive them. Let me say that again. True forgiveness will help the offender to forgive themselves when they have asked you to forgive them. Now, notice what he says to his brothers. He says, don't be angry with yourselves. I can stop right there because many of us, we forgive other people, but we refuse to forgive ourselves. We, be we begin to stop being angry with ourselves. We stop being grieving with ourselves. He says, don't be angry with yourselves is because they were upset with themselves. How many of us other than me have ever made the statement if I had a chance that to do what to to do now what I know? How many of y'all said if I know then what I know now, I would have chosen a different decision. If I would have known the outcome or would have perpetrated here, if I knew it before, I would have made a different decision. Now you are so angry with yourself. You are so grieved with yourself 
that you have not forgiven yourself or released the weightiness of the grief. It's because when he says, don't be angry with yourselves, it's because they were upset with themselves over what they had done. I want you to notice because they repented. Remember, we're talking about transactional forgiveness. They said, I'm sorry. They even passed the test, and they even demonstrated that they were sorry. But they still were walking around with the weightiness, the heaviness of this grief, and mad and angry at themselves. So Joseph says, let me help you forgive you. In other words, here's what they didn't do. Joseph was saying, I want to help you to stop piling guilt on top of guilt. Because they were already guilty, they had already repented, they did, but they didn't need to stack more guilt on top of the guilt that they were already had. So they couldn't walk around now with double guilt. Guilt. God don't want you to walk around with double guilt. He wants you to walk around with double favor, double anointing, double his, his presence, double his worship, but not double guilt. He only wants you to walk around with single guilt. But he says to them, don't be angry with yourselves. Now, the question you may be raising in the back of your mind as you're listening to this is how can, how can I do that, Pastor Belcher? How can you and I, how can, how can you and I really, I, I know I want to commit to it, but the reality is I look at them folks and, man, whoo, they get my, my, my flesh crawling, my blood start bubbling. How can we do that? Well, my brothers and sisters, I simply want to say that to you and say this. It goes back to your view of God. It goes back to your view of God. Look at Genesis 45, verse number five again. <clears throat> now, do not be grieved or angry with yourself because you sold me here. Watch this. For God sent me before you to preserve life. God sent me before you to preserve life. You see, my brothers, you sold, but God sent. Let me say that again. You sold me out. You left me for dead, but God sent. God sent purpose. God sent power. Dunamis. God sent victory. God sent process so that I might be able to preserve many lives. You see, whatever you, whenever you have a view of God, that he will even use the mess that messed you over in order to take you to your place of destiny. God will use the mess that messed you over so that your pain becomes your power. Your anguish becomes your anointing in order to take you to your place of destiny. Because realize your pain, your mess, it will enable you to help the guilty people to forgive themselves because God used their wrongs to promote you to where he wanted you to be. But if you don't have that view of God, then you're going to seek out your own vengeance. 
So he released them, Joseph, from more guilt because they were already seeking transactional forgiveness. They were seeking to repair what was broken in the relationship. But then he did one more thing. And we find that in Genesis 45 and 9. Genesis 45 and 9, it reads, Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. <clears throat> he tells his brothers to go back home and tell daddy, I'm okay up here in Egypt. I don't know if you caught that yet, declare victory. Because you mean to tell me that Joseph, who's been betrayed, did wrong, lied on, thrown in the pit, falsely accused of rape, thrown in jail, forgotten in jail. You mean to tell me Joseph did not instruct his brothers, go tell daddy what y'all did to me? You mean to tell me that Joseph did not instruct his brothers, go tell daddy and tell him everything y'all did to me. Tell him how y'all did it as well as when you did it. But no, Joseph says, what I want you all to do is to go tell daddy. I'm okay. You see, what Joseph did was that Joseph protected his brothers from the one who would have been hurt the most by it. He protected the offender from the one who would have been hurt the most by it. Because what Joseph was seeking, it wasn't about pointing fingers, it wasn't about making everybody sure they know that you were wrong. Joseph was about seeking transactional forgiveness. Even though you were wrong, even though I saw now that you confessed in your apologies, I see now you repented because I see a change of action, a change of direction. It ain't about me trying to make sure that I show that I was vindicated and make you look bad, but I'm going to protect the ones who would be hurt by it the most. So if you are, if you're holding on to unforgiveness, understand you're holding on to vengeance, then watch this, then you are blocking God from taking care of this situation for you. That you're constantly trying to figure out ways to pay them back yourself. And then God, he will even let you take his hands off. He'll let you pay him back yourself, but God's going to stay out of it. And we know that whenever God stays out of something, it turns into chaos. But Romans 12 and 19 says that God says, vengeance is by itself the Lord, and I will repay. Because God does believe in justice. God does believe in payback. But he believes in administering it his way, his time. And he doesn't need your or my help with it. So 
as we prepare to open up the call, realize, declare victory, that forgiveness is a beautiful word when you need it. But it can feel like an ugly word whenever you have to get it. But the truth is, all of us, we all need both words because we all either need to be forgiven or we all need to forgive. So never burn a bridge that you yourself will maybe one day may have to cross. And whatever you do, no matter if it's unilateral or transactional, make sure you walk in forgiveness. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord God, that we're able to sit in the truth of your word, Lord God. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that we not just be hearers, that we be doers. Father, I sense through the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord God, that you're already moving in the hearts of your people. Father, I thank you as we're on this path, this journey, this process in this month of forgiveness. And Father, we truly begin to identify. We begin to really begin to release those things that are yet holding us hostage. And Lord God, whether it's unilateral, if it's mama, daddy, who we felt didn't love us more than anyone else. If it was a family member who did us wrong, if it was a friend who did us wrong and they're no longer here, we can't find them, that we let it go for our own selves, Lord God, that we keep our eyes, Lord God, on you. We understand the purpose that you're trying to uncover, whether it's transactional and we're restoring a relationship that's broken. Father, allow us to do it. Allow us, Lord God, to walk in the power to be able to operate, whether we need it or whether we're extending it, to walk in the power of forgiveness. For Lord God, we know that at the lowest time and depravity of man, that as we say, crucify Jesus, give us Barabbas, that on the cross, our Lord and Savior, one of the last of the seven words uttered from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We ask you, we thank you for forgiving us. We thank you that we release whatever, whatever all we have, we release it unto you. And Lord, we'll forever give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And see your darling, matchless son, Jesus' name we pray. Let your heart say, amen. Amen, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. I pray that the word of God found fit to meet you right where you are. And if it did not, that you're able to copy, share it with someone else you come in contact with. I'm going to ask as we open the line, if you had not had an opportunity to say good morning, to greet one another, if you would do so now at this time. Good morning. This is Diane. Good morning, Diane. Always great to hear your voice. Hey, Amen. Anyone else? Amen. I know many are sitting. Good morning. This is Juanita. Good morning, Juanita. God bless you, sir. Anyone else on this morning before we open it up to comments, feedback, takeaways? Amen. Good morning. Um, this, is, this is PR. I'm a blessed Lord of all times. Powerful declaration. Good. 
God bless you, Sister PR. Amen. I stand in that with you as we continue to bless the Lord at all times. Thank you for sharing that. Anyone else? Good morning, Pastor Darrell. It's Rochelle. I, I think I heard your exit music and the mic drop. Hi, to God be the glory. <laughs> hooray, 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 declaration. <laughs> Sister Rochelle, to God be the glory. And I'm curious hey, what that exit song is. <laughs> Shaft. I know what it is. Shaft. <laughs> it's Beatty. I agree with one plan. Man of God. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you, you, you dropped the you dropped the bomb on us and threw the mic. I you, I caught that mic all the way in California. DB, I should have known that you you did hit it right on the head and that stabbed you. <laughs> to God be the glory, amen. Anyone else? <laughs> Good morning, Pastor Daryl. This is Gloria, and I'm in Virginia, and I heard it resound all the way here. God bless amen. you. Thank you, man of God, for the word of God. God bless you, Sister Gloria. I'll be up in the Virginia area in November, amen. Looking forward to visiting your beautiful state. <clears throat> Oh, is it going to be posted in the room? Post it in the room. It might be near me. I I will. I'll make sure. Amen. Anyone else? Good morning, Daryl. Awesome, awesome declarations, Christina. It's an amazing show. Thank you. God bless you, Christina. Always bringing joy. (laughs) Thank you so much. Anyone else? Good morning. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Good morning, sister. Uh, My apologies. Would you please tell me your name again? Natasha. Natasha. Hi, Natasha. Good to hear from you. Thank you so much. Anyone else? Uh, Good morning. This is uh, Joyce. Thank you so much for such a powerful declaration, and good morning to everyone. God bless you, Sister Joyce. Thank you again, and glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Good morning. This is Jubilant Juliet. And I, dec- uh, I ditto what she said. That was a powerful message on forgiveness this morning. Amen. God bless you, my sister Jubilant. We thank you so much again for your words of encouragement. Thank you so much. Anyone? <laughs> This is Mary. Good morning, and God bless you. Thank you so much. Good morning, Sister Mary. God bless you, and thank you as well for, again, faithfully joining. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Durrell. This is Persistent Priscilla. Thank you, brother, for letting us know how to get this done and how to, yeah, do true forgiveness and what it looks Amen. like and breaking it down. Thank you. Appreciate Amen. it. Amen. Persistent, Priscilla. You, you, are, you are so welcome. I'm definitely trying to embrace and walk in this as well myself. So, um, you know, we just pray one another's strength and we continue to get to where God will have us to go. Amen. God bless you, sis. <laughs> yes. Pastor Darrell, it's Didi. I'm at the school and getting a mop. The, the little people are starting to trickle in and they want all my attention. So I'm in a look, I'm in a back, y'all. I'm got a picture of this 
I'm hiding the back with the mop real quick. Thank you. Thank thank you for true forgiveness and how you broke it down. And see, as many times as I've heard and studied about Joseph and his brothers, because that story has been so just helpful in forgiveness for me. But when you talked about it, he sent them all away because they had nothing to do with it. And, and people mm-hmm. talk about uh, make your apology just as loud as you. No, 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 no. There are times when it ain't nobody's business. Get that stuff so it's real. So like you said, it'll even help the offender to forgive themselves. And nobody is being held hostage because how do you waste God's time? And I I say it all the time, each day is a gift. So why do I, talking to me, want to hold on to something that happened yesterday or whatever it happened? People are dead and gone. I have life to live. I want my children to be healthy, my grandchildren to be healthy. So anything of that, I got to let go. And it took me to, I think it's Proverbs maybe 14 and 10. It talks about mm-hmm. the bitterness in us. It, it, it affects your joy. So you got to yes. be careful when you <clears throat> hold on to stuff that you don't really have business holding on to. It'll suck the life out of you. We talk about it all the time. You're praying and praying and praying. and you ask, But check your heart posture. How you keep yes. praying to God to do stuff for you, but you're holding on to stuff that people have done to you and you too have offended. So man of God. Love you, sir, with your good old country self. I love to hear you. <laughs> so I thank you for your fire share, and I'm going to play me some shaft music this here morning while I'm walking around the school. <laughs> Didi, I love you. You definitely continue to do what God has called you around those children and everybody you come in contact with, including the blessing that you placed in my life. I thank you so much. God bless you, sis. <laughs> At this time, let's open it up. Is there any feedback, comments uh, regarding the declaration insights that you may also want to share that God has given you? Hi, this is Janet. I was just wondering, uh, what was the proverb that Didi just said? I wanted to look it up. <clears throat> I believe she says, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's Proverbs 11 and 2. 14 and 10. 14, 14. And 10, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Oops. Amen. Thank you, sister. I appreciate that. Amen. Anyone, anyone else? Pastor Darrell's Rashad, I'll jump back in. I thank you for breaking down the unilateral and the transactional. I just, you know, we, we go along and say either you forgive or you don't. But thank you for yeah. breaking it down to, um, you know, the expectation of, <clears throat> you know, who and why. Uh, we know why it's important, but just giving us the, um, you know, just the scholar uh, breakdown of it all, it, it makes so much, it helps us um, to make more sense out of of the why. Um, we know it, the reason as to who the why, if that makes sense. But um, just breaking it down and understanding, you know, the steps in the process of you know, why we need to. So to God be the glory. I'll tell you, great message, great message. God bless you, sister. Thank you so much again. To God be the glory. It's one point of the message where, again, he didn't want to hurt the one who would be offended the most. And, and I, you know, as a pastor, I think about all the times, you know, there's church hurts are real, family hurts are real. Um, and that, you know, your name gets drugged through certain things, but then, when it comes to vindication, you want that same echo to be done out, but it ain't about that. It's about being able to restore the broken relationship and being able to move forward. And that takes the greater man or woman to be able to do that. So 
Thank God for you. Anyone else? Good morning. Great declaration. This is Monica. I want to say thank you for walking in the light and shedding the light on my soul. You be blessed, man of God. You too, Sister Monica. You be blessed as well. Thank you for that word of encouragement. Anyone else before we render the benediction? I know some of your days are uh, getting into the hilt of getting started. Amen. Then, again, I thank God for each and every last one of you all uh, for allowing me the opportunity to come and share what God has placed in my heart. Amen. It sounds like someone else. I want to make sure the one, two, over like anyone, amen. So with that, heart and minds in order, <clears throat> let's bow our heads as we go to the throne of God in grace and prayer, amen. Father, I thank you right now for this worship experience. I thank you, Lord God, for this ministry declaring victory, Lord God. I thank you that you just continue to do great things, Lord God, as you're reaching people all over the world, that, Lord, I pray, Lord God, for the prayer warriors who are standing in intercession. I pray right now for those that are leaders that are putting together, that are coming up with a vision of the things from month to month. I thank you, Lord God, for those, Lord God, that are operating in leadership, whether it's hosting, whether it's praying, whether they're the declarers, Lord God. Father, I thank you that we come and we build off one another to the crescendo of glorifying you, God, but also allowing us to not just to be hearers of these things, but, Father, to truly apply them to our lives. Father, I thank you when it comes to the challenge of forgiveness. It is a decision. I pray that we make the decision to release, Lord God, whether it be transactional, whether it be unilateral, Lord God, whatever it is, release it so that we can walk in the place of purpose and destiny wholeheartedly in our lives. And Father, we'll forever give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It's in your darling, matchless son, Jesus' name we pray. Let every heart say amen. God bless you all. Have a phenomenal weekend, and we will see you on Monday. God bless you. God bless you all. God bless you. Have a good weekend. Have a favorite Friday. Have a victory, have a wonderful God weekend. Bless everyone. Have a good Thank weekend. You. Have a blessed day, everybody. Love you, guys. Have a great day, everybody. And yeah, you yeah. And good day. You too, Amen. girlfriend. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>